broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina on Sports Byline USA, uniting sports fans everywhere. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. People want the authenticity, right? They want to know a little bit more. They don't want just the cliches. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Uh, I'm thankful that God has delivered me and he's given me a mouthpiece to be able to, a platform as well to be able to share with different people. Bringing you high energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. When you're around somebody that has that joy and you can feel it and it's contagious. Um, Every day I ask, you know, what does God have in store for me and how does he want to utilize me in this position that I hold. Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Today's show is the the best of 2018, and and really excited to share uh, some of our our favorite interviews from the year. And, And also, stick around at the end of the show. We'll do our segment, Unpack This. Uh, If you're new to the show, be sure to check out our website, unpackingit.com. And if you haven't signed up for our weekday email devotional, be sure to sign up for that. It goes out Monday through Friday. It's a quick encouragement and and challenge uh, for your day that takes a current sports story and relates it to the Bible, relates it to our own lives. And you can subscribe for free on unpackingit.com. What a wonderful time of year. We wish you a very Merry Christmas and, and a Happy New Year and, and hope that the, the whole holiday season is, is really uh, a lot of fun for you and hopefully you can take some time to just contemplate all the many blessings uh, that you've had in 2018. I know that we're so grateful here at Unpacking It uh, for, for the, the year that we've had with this radio show. And, and this radio show is a part of Unpacking It Ministries. And so if, if you're thinking of some, some year-end giving, uh, would, would love for you to consider Unpacking It Ministries. We're a 501c3 nonprofit, and so this radio show falls underneath that, and, and we depend on support from people like you. And so we greatly appreciate you checking out unpackingit.com slash donate. We're just getting going here on Unpacking It on Sports Byline USA. It's our best of show, so stick around. Some great interviews coming up next. More sports, faith, and life coming up on Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Thanks so much for joining us here on Unpacking It. It's our best of show, and we're sharing some of our favorite interviews from 2018. And if you've missed any of our interviews from the year, catch up on all of our podcasts on unpackingit.com or anywhere podcasts are found. And we look forward to bringing you new, interesting, exciting, intriguing interviews in 2019. But right now, let's check out one of our best interviews from this past year. 
And right now we are joined by former NFL wide receiver, spent time with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Washington Redskins. He's Antoine Randall L. Antoine, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Man, well, we're, we're excited to, to have you, and, and, and we were talking right before we started. You've got some exciting stuff going on now that the, the playing career is over. Fill, fill us in on, on, on what's happening. Yep, so I'm uh, right now I'm currently an uh, athletic director at a private uh, Christian high school. Uh, that's my everyday gig, if you will. Uh, I also have a company called Leadership League. Um, uh, we have a, a, it's like four or five of us in the group. We have a great team, and what we do is uh, we do fan engagement um, with the with NFL players uh, is what we started. Right now we've done the uh, Legends of Pittsburgh Cruise. Uh, we've done the Packers Legends Cruise. Wow. Yep, and then uh, coming up here in 19, we'll have um, the 49er Faithful Cruise, and oh. then we'll have another uh, Legends of Pittsburgh Cruise. I want to do more, uh, thinking about doing some stuff. Uh, with, uh, we want to do a D.C. Legends cruise. Okay. Yeah, but in doing these cruises, let me back up. In doing these cruises, obviously everything for us is about the kingdom. We're a values-based company based out of Pittsburgh. And what we do, we have an opportunity. We bring the players on board the cruise ship or we bring it to a stadium, whether we're having like a, a camp out with the, with, the, oh, wow. <laughs> with the players. Yep, so fans get a chance to be a part of that. Uh, uh, they, play, they, they pay some money to come in and visit and be with those. And what we do is turn right around and write those checks back to the players, um, for them being a part of what they've done, and that goes to their charities. Oh, that's yep. excellent. Um, and then, obviously, that's our idea. Our idea is doing good through sport. Yep. So that's our way of doing good through sport. And then, obviously, uh, we're a values-based company, and we, we really love uh, impacting the kingdom of God. So everything that we do on the cruises, uh, whether we're doing it at the, at the camp out or what have you, people come out, we have chapel services. You know, chapel services every morning on the cruise. Um, so we have people getting healed, saved, baptized. Love we it. have baptism like the fourth day of the cruise. Uh, so every year we have these cruises and people are surrendering their life to Christ, coming on the cruise to meet players and Man. leaving changed, leaving literally changed, whether changing their body, being healed, uh, and actually saving their soul from that from that perspective. Oh, so it's great. That's incredible. <laughs> Amen. So are, are the the players leading chapel or pastors coming in? Or so we have. So what we do, we have certain pastors who come in from different churches, and they just did a volunteer. They yeah. did a serve. Yep. And we love the heart of uh, pastors that we bring in, uh, and we brought them in. And yes, yeah, so we have some players who get a chance to. <clears throat> excuse me. Some players get a chance to give their testimony during chapel. Great. And we know that that's what the fans want to hear. You know, it's, it's good to come and have a preacher or a pastor stand up and give you the word, uh, but to hear the inside of what the player has been through in their life and how God has kind of changed their life, and this is where I am now. Uh, and it, it gives people an understanding that, you know, coming to know Christ doesn't mean everything's going to be peaches and cream. That's right. But it's about now, if I have a struggle, if I have an issue, I know where to turn. Mm. You know, I can turn, I can give everything I have. The Bible talks about casting my, casting your cares upon God. Uh, so we try to share that with people and let them see that through the eyes of the athletes who are living for Christ. Amen. Antoine Randall L., our guest right now on Unpacking It. And and so uh, speaking of that, we'd love to hear your, your own story of how God has changed your life and, and to, to hear a little bit about uh, just the, the, the faith journey that, that you've been on. So uh, maybe take us back to who you were b- before Jesus yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 t- and tell us how he's changed your life. Uh, a sinner, complete sinner. That's right. Bad. <laughs> so uh, you talk about... Uh, 
growing up in a church, grew up in a church, went to church every day, Brian. I every mean, day? Every day. We went to church every day. Monday night, prayer meeting. Tuesday, Bible study. Wednesday was young folks meeting. Thursday <laughs> was old folks meeting. Regular old Friday service. Then Saturday, you had to come up because you had choir rehearsal. Wow. You had youth choir rehearsal. Then you were singing Sunday, in the choir. I had to sing in the choir. Oh, man. And it was you singing the, the youth choir, and it wasn't because I wanted to. It was because I was a youth. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> but mom and mom got us out of the house and got us doing that. And then on uh, Sundays, obviously, you went and you were there all day. You you know, four or five services. Yeah, so that's what we did growing up. So I knew about living for Christ. I knew what it looked like. I knew about praying. I knew about speaking the things and watching God, you know, allow it to happen, speaking these things into existence. So I grew up seeing that stuff. Um, and then I uh, got to college and kind of lost my mind. Mm. Like I got a, at Indiana. Yep, Indiana University. Went there, um, uh, quarterback of the football team, played basketball, played baseball. And that's when I kind of got loose in terms of, uh, getting with this woman and that woman, I was all over the place from that perspective. And it was like, all right, God, I, I, I really need you. So my senior year um, in college is when I surrendered. Uh, oh, man. This was, this was, I was getting ready to go into the NFL, um, and I finished up my career. And I said, God, I said, I don't want to go in like this. I know the temptation that the NFL presents. You mm. know, I know in college you get presented with all kinds of different temptations. But what I've heard of this monster of the NFL and this temptation that's presented – I said, I don't want to go in. I said, I want to go in. I want to go in saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, so God saved me, delivered me. Um, that was in November. And then, um, lo and behold, I, I met my, not met my wife, ended up talking to my wife, who I already knew. We grew up in the same church. Oh, cool. But I just never really looked at her like that, <laughs> you know. Uh, my mom was saved 10 years before my dad got saved. So my dad would always, always tell us, don't you mess with them church girls. Uh, and not that church girls were bad, but it was just to not to bring shame upon our family. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. yep. Um, but uh, I ended up marrying my wife one year later from that point on. And I, obviously, I wanted a wife. That was one of the things I was praying about. Man. Uh, so God delivered me, saved me, gave me my Gave me my, my partner, my my friend in terms of my wife. Uh, it's been, what, we've been 16 years now. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and I just hadn't looked back. You know, been on fire for God and really just trying to get people I come in contact to know, to see and know how good God is, for one. And then where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Put it before the Lord, and he'll give you this path. We got these different, in our minds, we got this path that we want to be on, this journey we want to go. But God said, that's great. I love that you have a path. I love that you have a journey. But I'm going to let you go this way a little bit, but I'm going to direct you where mm. I know it's best for you to go. Amen. Uh, it may be hard. It may, be, it may sometimes be peaches and cream. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not yeah. going to be that always. But again, when you have these different things in your life, issues, whatever it is, you have God to lean on. You know, People who don't live for Christ, I, I, I say it all the time, what do they, what do you, what do you gravitate to? Oh, what do you call yeah. on when you're in a, just in a pit and you just don't know exactly what to do, how to come out of it? So. Uh, I'm thankful that God has delivered me and he's given me a mouthpiece to be able to, a platform as well, to be able to share with different people about how good he is. Amen. Yes, I, indeed. I love it. And, <laughs> and, and you're very uh, open and transparent on, on your Twitter page as well, The Real Randall L. Appreciate your uh, unashamed attitude uh, about your faith. And, and so you, you mentioned your wife, and I always love asking guys who have been married for a while, yep. what, what is maybe the one piece of wisdom that, that you've learned and, and like to share to, to other guys who are either just getting into marriage or just looking for a tip to, to be a better husband? Oh, the most important thing is that your wife is number one. Yeah. She's the first priority. She is the focus from that perspective, and everything else is second. I mean, you love, you love Christ, <laughs> the Lord, and you love your wife. That's right. Uh, and everybody else, you love everybody else. That, that, that is the order it should be in when it comes to 
um, a, a marriage, a relationship when it comes to you having a wife. And that would, that would be the one thing that I tell husbands around the world, um, don't matter if you, you, know, you know Christ or don't know Christ, you, your wife has to be first in everything when it comes to that. You know? Well, and, and practically, what does that look like, prioritizing your wife? Yeah, so it, it, looks, like, it looks like this. It's not me going out making decisions uh, and not talking to her yep. about these decisions. Like she, you are, you are have a team. You guys are together. Um, and quite frankly, bring your wife into these different decisions you want to make. You're going to get wisdom from her. Oh yeah. It's a reason she's called a help. That's right. That's <laughs> it's right. It's a reason she's called it. And I, I, I wish I could take my wife into all my business meetings because she, she has this. <laughs> I'm serious. She has this unbelievable brain, this mind. Like she has this creativity that's like, like none other. So. To be able to have her in meetings or, or bring her around to different things and, and bounce different things off her, you know, babe, what do you think about this? And she'll give me such it'll be, she'll give me such wisdom and such a subtle way. It's just like, oh yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think about that. And you got to humble yourself because, like, man, I should have thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break, but we've got plenty more of unpacking it. Best of 2018 coming up next right here on Sports Byline USA. More sports, faith, and life coming up on Unpacking with Bryce Johnson. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. You're listening to the best of 2018 some of our favorite interviews from the year. And be sure to check out our website, unpackingit.com. If you've enjoyed our show this year, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email, bryce at unpackingit.com. That's bryce at unpackingit.com. And right now, let's continue with more best of interviews from 2018. And joining us now on Unpacking It is Ben Malcolmson. He's an author and a speaker, and he's written a new book, Walk On, From Pee-Wee Dropout to the NFL Sidelines, My Unlikely Story of Football, Purpose, and Following an Amazing God. His story includes a journalism degree from USC, a spot on the Trojan football team, and eventually becoming the personal assistant to Coach Pete Carroll of the Seattle Seahawks. You can check out his website, benmalcolmson.com. Ben, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me, Bryce. It's great to be with you guys. Man, well, we're excited to have you, and, and we're going to share uh, you know, a good bit of your story today, but, but encourage people to, to really check out your book to, to get all the details. But, but, but let's begin in, in 1995, and, and you had a bad peewee football experience as a fifth grader. So what happened? Yeah, well, I think it was back in the day when basically everyone went through the Pee Wee football program, and um, that was my one year that uh, I was done with football. After that, it was it was miserable. I was undersized, um, did not fit in well playing football. Did not like the contact, and uh, I wanted to quit halfway through. My dad wouldn't let me. had had to finish the year out. But uh, I finished the year out and immediately quit and said I was never going to play football again. <laughs> I can relate to that. I only did one year myself. So, <laughs> so I went the I went the broadcasting route and and you end up going the the writing route and so eleven years later you're a sports reporter with the Daily Trojan you're a senior at USC and you have a story idea so so what was it and then how did Coach Pete Carroll who was the head coach at USC at the time respond to your request? 
so I was a student newspaper reporter there at USC and had covered the football team for a couple of years at that point. It was my senior year of college and USC was in the kind of their glory years at the time, number one team for three straight years and wanted to do a story on the walk-ons on the team. The guys kind of the end of the bench that don't get a scholarship, not, they're not on the front page of the newspaper, they're not on sports center, but I wanted to give them a little attention and in the process of interviewing guys and researching for that story, it hit me, well, what if I go through the walk-on tryout myself <laughs> and I could get a first-person perspective and it'll be it'll be funny. I could make fun of myself and throw myself under the bus a little bit and uh, it'll just be a unique story. And I went and talked to Coach Carroll. I'd gotten to know him just a little bit from covering the football team and interviewing him over the years and asked him, I was like, hey, could I try out for the football team to write this article? And he kind of laughed at me and he said, it, it's not going to be very interesting, but feel free, go for it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, qu- kind of probably the craziest story request he's ever had and the craziest one I've ever made, for sure. That's that's right. And and nobody else on the team or, or other guys that were trying out for the team knew that this was a part of a story, right? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was definitely small for a football player. I was uh, 165 pounds and skin and bones, basically. <laughs> but um, I was out there just as a normal tryout participant. And uh, there were 42 guys there at the tryout, and there were 41 of them uh, fighting tooth and nail to try to make the team. And there's one of them, me, who was not really trying to make the team. I was just trying to write an article for the school newspaper. <laughs> it's hilarious. All right, so... Then you, you finish up the, the tryouts and you, you find out that the, 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 the situation went a little bit differently than you anticipated. So what happened and how did that all kind of come together? Yeah, well, I, I got home that night and I was pretty beat up. I was pretty sore. I hadn't been that sore, I don't think, in my whole life. And uh, I was nursing some some bumps and bruises. And I started writing the article and I figured, that, I mean, this was the, the crown jewel of my newspaper career at the time. <laughs> I, who gets to try out for the number one football team in the country? It was pretty crazy and just got some incredible material. And it was going to be really fun to write it and really fun to share it with the, with the readers. And I uh, wake up two days later and I get a phone call saying I made the football team. Oh. Now, um, I, it, I first thought it was a prank because this is this can't be real. I mean, I never even thought that was a possibility. I mean, I hadn't played football in 11 years and oh. uh, undersized, and I was just out there to write an article for the, for the newspaper. So it was uh, it was pretty crazy to receive that phone call. We're talking with Ben Malcolmson, uh, our guest right now on Unpacking It. Uh, he's the author of the new book, Walk On, from Pee Wee Dropout to the NFL Sidelines. And, and so... You, you, you find out, all right, you made the team. So what does that, that mean? When you hear that news, what does that mean to you, and what are they describing or explaining to you? So, I mean, I go into the football office. I get checked in. I'm, they tell me, here's my playbook, <laughs> and I'm handed this playbook. And, I mean, I played Madden before and played video games, yep. but a playbook – a real playbook's way different than than clicking some buttons on a video game. So it was uh, like learning a foreign language. And I go get checked in, get my my helmet, my pads. And I mean, it had been 11 years since I played football. And fifth grade, you don't really you're not really aware of what's going on too much. And so I I'd forgotten how to put pads on. You know, I didn't know which way it was forward, which way it was back. And it was it was pretty embarrassing and pretty funny all at the same time. And uh, there we are a couple of days later, the first practice of the spring and um, out there just getting my butt kicked and getting uh, my bell rung left and right. Um, I didn't know how to take a hit. I didn't know how to give a hit. Um, I didn't know how to line up. I mean, all these things were so new to me, and uh, I was uh, steep, very steep learning curve. Yeah, well, so why why did you make the team, though? Oh, well, I, I went in and talked to Coach. I thought he was pulling a prank on me Yeah. Um, the first day, and 
he's like, no, you can catch the ball. You can run fast. We want you on the team. Wow. And I was, I was blown away. I mean, I, here is at the time, probably the best college football coach in the country. And, uh, he's telling me I've got some football skills. This is pretty crazy. I mean, <laughs> I was like, this, this can't be real. And, <sighs> um, there I was all of a sudden, I mean, he, he called me out and put me on the team and I, I couldn't pass up that opportunity. No way. So, so here it is your, your senior year. So how did that end up even changing kind of your, your thoughts or, or plans for that, that year and, and, you know, class and being involved with the, the newspaper and kind of even what you were thinking after college and all that sort of thing, what was kind of going through your, your mind and experience at this time? At the time, I was two months away from graduating, and I was going to go off and get a, a job at a newspaper somewhere. And uh, my life took a total turn at that moment. I enrolled in grad school so I could stay a, a student and be okay. a student athlete there. And um, my life took a total turn. And there I was staying for a fifth year, and I was in grad school. I was on the football team, and I resigned from the school newspaper just so I could focus on the football thing and just conflict of interest and all that. And uh, just wanted to avoid all that. And uh, yeah, I was living a brand new life. <laughs> it's a great story. Ben Malcolmson, <laughs> our, our guest right now on Unpacking It. His book is called Walk On. Uh, it's an unlikely story of football purpose and following an amazing God. And and so uh, I guess one more thought kind of on the on the football side. So so in the book, you, you give some great description on, on what it was like getting hit. And, you know, you're, a, you're you just already described how, how small of a player you were. But what was that like? And even you put in the book that you secretly celebrated after each enduring hit. So, so what was that all about? Well, I just wanted to make sure I could survive, you know, not, not just take a hit, but actually like live to see another day. Cause I mean, you watch this on TV and these hits are pretty vicious. You know, you hear the pads and the helmets clanking and everything and having not really experienced it. I mean, football in fifth grade is not really the same as, as real <laughs> life football. And I, I just wanted to make sure I could survive and, and live another day in my life. And so I, I get my first hit and I'm seeing stars, but I, I survived, you know, I lived and I was so happy. I was like, okay, I can do this. You know, it's, it's going to hurt, but I can do it. And uh, it was a huge victorious moment for me that, okay, I can actually survive this and I can actually make this a reality. So, so you make it through, but, but you do end up dislocating your shoulder. So, so why was this significant? And then what ended up happening while you were going through rehab? Yeah. So I, I get dis I dislocate my shoulder and, uh, right there about a month into spring practice. And I was crushed because I'd started to take hold of this, this dream that had become real life. And, um, the doctor said I needed to get surgery. I was gonna be off for nine months and, uh, nine months from that point was after the season was over. So I was absolutely defeated and, and crushed by that news because I started to believe that this was my new life. And I started to believe that, um, ultimately that God had a purpose for me in this, that God had me on that team for a reason, um, far beyond just putting pads on and, and suiting up for practice and games. But God had me there for a, an eternal purpose, you know, a real divine reason. And so I was, I was heartbroken because I felt like that was ripped away from me. And, um, I went through the rehab process and, just felt like if, if God wanted me on that team, he's going to get me back and I'll be part of that team. And I know that he I just had this deep sense that, that he had me there for a purpose, that he had me there for a reason. And I couldn't wait to see what that was. So it, that was kind of my, 
my fuel in the rehab process. I ended up getting back in half the time the doctor said I could get back. And they were surprised that I was even able to be back on the football field. They were surprised that they could even clear me to return. And there I was back on the football field and seeking my God-given purpose. I knew God had me there for a reason. And what was that reason? Well, that's that was the journey, and um, it was hard. And th- the book goes into that. I think we all, all followers of Jesus, are seeking our purpose. We're seeking God. Why do you have me in the situations that we're in? Whether it's at work or our families, our friendships, um, the neighborhood we live in, whatever it may be. Is God, why am I here? What is my purpose here? And I think we all feel that deep down inside that we want a purpose, and that a lot of times God, we know that God has us there for a reason. And so I was, I was seeking that, and I was, I was pressing into that and I got an idea that I'll start a Bible study for the team and uh, I start this Bible study and I'm sitting there in the room waiting for it to happen and no one shows up to the Bible study so that obviously wasn't my purpose you know uh-huh. it's like okay what what was it going to be and uh, I went through just several other trials and, and errors and, and failures trying to find my purpose and it was really hard and I think we can all relate with that I'm sure you can relate with that too oh yeah um, just how hard it is like when you're not seeing fruit when you're not seeing fulfillment of your purpose that you feel like God has you there for a reason we're going to take a quick break but we've got plenty more best of 2018 to share with you right here on unpacking it I'm Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA The place to hear athletes opening up about their true passions in life. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. As 2018 comes to a close, we at Unpacking It want to thank you for joining us each week on the Unpacking It radio show. The show is produced by Unpacking It Ministries, a ministry for sports fans, we're a 501c3 nonprofit, and this time of year, uh, we love the, the year-end support from people like you that, that want to, to, to donate and, and support the ministry so that we can continue to bring this show to you each week. We love the opportunity to, to unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. And so we greatly appreciate the donations that, that come from people around the country. So if you would be willing and, and excited to, to donate to Unpacking It as the year comes to a close, just go to unpackingit.com slash donate. That's unpackingit.com slash donate. And thanks in advance for your support. Going beyond the field, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to the best of 2018 here on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson, and what a year it has been. And so we're so thankful that that this year we were able to join Sports Byline USA and and really expand this show uh, across the country. And and thanks to you, uh, one of our great listeners. We we greatly appreciate you and and all of our wonderful affiliates uh, around the country as well. And those that listen to the podcast, and and if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can go to unpackingit.com or anywhere podcasts are found. You can also follow me on Twitter, Bryce Radio, and you can always email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. 
We're going to continue with the best of interviews. And so we're going to continue our conversation with Ben Malcolmson, our, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And he's written a new book called Walk On. And uh, it's a, a story of football purpose and, and following an amazing God. And, and so now, years later, as you look back at that time and, and you can kind of see, okay, here, here's what God did during that time and even how it shaped me to who I am today, what are some of those other things that, that come to mind and, and you cling to as you look back at that experience? It's amazing when we have perspective and we can look back, can kind of live in reverse. You see God's hand at work. You see him um, just orchestrating events, orchestrating our lives, and just so present in our circumstances. It's hard to see in the moment, but when you look back, that gives you so much faith to keep going and keep pressing on. And so the the story goes on. I mean, there's just so many elements to it of a, a teammate um, just a few days after our last game in the Rose Bowl, um, passes away at 21 years old. Oh. And I, I find out years later that because of acts of faithfulness um, that I didn't see fruit in, that I didn't see reward in in the moment, that God had used those things to, to change his life and to save him just in the days before his death. And just to see God at work. And a lot of times we don't see it in the moment. And it's so hard because we want to see that fruit. We want to see our purpose fulfilled moment by moment, step by step. But a lot of times it's kept hidden from us uh, for whatever reason. And so looking back, I mean, I'm just I'm in awe of, of what God can do through each one of our lives and that he has desire to do incredible things through each one of us. He's doing incredible things through you, Bryce, and, and this radio station and the people listening right now. Um, God is at work and he's doing incredible things through, through each one of us. There's a verse that, that really stuck out to me and uh, in that time when I was on the football team and just really carried me through. And it's from a tiny little book in the back of the Old Testament, Habakkuk, mm. in chapter 1, verse 5. And it's, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed for God is going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. Mm. So for, for me, I mean, wow. I'd, I'd look back and I'm like, if God would have told me all these things that would have happened, um, making the football team, overcoming injury, trying to find my purpose, looking like it's a total failure, and then finding out years later that God's hand was a part of it all, and, and not only just a part of it, but but saving a life and turning around other lives, too, in the process. And it, I wouldn't have believed it. You know, it's look at the nations and watch, be utterly amazed. I'm just amazed at what God can do because he's doing something in all of our days that we wouldn't believe even if we were told. Amen. I love it. And, and in, in reading uh, about you and, and, and your story, the, the, the phrase humble obedience came up. And, and, and I think that kind of summarizes what, what you were saying. Um, is there anything else that maybe uh, stands out to you with that phrase in particular? Because I think that that's, a, that's just a powerful thought, humble obedience. Yeah, well, it's, it's awkward to talk about humility because uh, it feels like um, it's, it's just, it's just a hard subject, you know, yeah. it's, oh, it's yeah. something I think we all struggle with and it's something that, um, it's, we're not going to get there until we're, we're on the other side of heaven, you know? And, um, I think, I think it's just something that we can, can strive for and, and point towards. And the more that we allow Jesus to transform us and, and live in us, I think the more humble we become, whether we realize it or not, you know, and, and that's the beautiful thing is oftentimes we don't realize it when we're truly humble and uh, just the obedience um, part of it. I mean, I think um, 
just listening to those nudges that God, that God is nudging our hearts and our minds all the time. Mm. And it's just being open to listening. It's just those little tiny nudges. And they're not, a lot of times they're not those profound, like voice of God thundering from the clouds. You know, it's, it's just little nudges on our hearts. Maybe it's saying a kind word to someone. Maybe it's um, doing something just very small for someone. And you just feel those nudges on your heart. And it's just being obedient to those. And I think we all feel those nudges um, a lot. And it's just a matter of do we follow through and obey those or or do we just kind of sweep them under the rug and just, oh, whatever that is, you know. And But but it's there's so much power in just obeying those little nudges from God and just hearing he's he's always with us and he's always speaking to us. And he's always desiring to do things through us to, to save lives, to love people. And uh, he's always nudging our hearts. Amen. What an awesome word from Ben Malcolmson. Uh, his book is called Walk On from Pee Wee Dropout to the NFL Sidelines. And you can check out his website, benmalcolmson.com. And the other cool part of your story, and, and it's just uh, it's encouraging to hear just where your heart's at and, and just your, your, again, the humble obedience. Uh, but, but what ends up happening is you become the personal assistant to Pete Carroll and, and you're still doing it with the Seattle Seahawks. So, so give us the, the kind of the summary for how that came about. Yeah. So I ended up wrapping up that one year of being on the football team and then coach offered me a job to work for him there at USC in the media department, um, just to kind of be embedded in the team and help produce content for the website and social media and all that. And through that process, he and I became very close and just developed a great relationship and worked for him there at USC for three years. And then he took the job in the, in Seattle with the Seahawks uh, in 2010, asked me to come up with him. And in that process, transitioned to this role of kind of being his right hand, uh, kind of personal assistant role. And it's been a blast. This is our ninth season already up here. And um, it's, allowed us to do some incredible things, allowed me to, to be a part of some really cool experiences and meet some incredible people. And um, it's an amazing journey and it's still going and we'll see where it goes next. That's right. Well, so when, when people hear this, they're like, all right, what does what your job actually do and involve and, and what's it all about? Oh, that's a great question. I wish I could answer that. Um, I, it, it feels like it changes every day, but it's it's kind of a Swiss Army knife role, and uh, it's helping him prepare for meetings and, and practice and film, but, but then it's also um, odd jobs off the field and uh, hosting people and, and just kind of a million different odd jobs. So um, it's a blast because every day is different, and I have no idea what's going to happen each day, um, especially with someone as high energy and as positive as Coach Carroll. Um, it's just a blast to work for Man, that's so cool. And, and I was reading, and, and Pete Carroll, of course, has uh, written the foreword for the book and, and speaks very highly of you and the impact that you've had on his life. I'm curious, on the flip side, what's maybe one nugget that, that stands out the most as far as what Pete Carroll has, has taught you personally? Oh, man, that's a, that's such a good question. Um, I could go on for hours about that. But I, um, the, I, I think the, the thing that sticks out to me the most is just how consistent he is and how he's going to be the same person every day. Wow. And that he's got a, a character and he's got this, this rock solid, he knows who he is. And he, every day you know what you're going to get with Coach Carroll. And that's something that as I've grown and, and matured over the years, it's something I want to keep growing in because um, if if people can rely on you and, and know who, who they're getting every day and they know this is the type of person he is, this is the way he's going to speak, this is the way he's going to act, 
And if you can do that every day and just be so consistent, so true to who you are deep down inside, there's so much power in that. And it's just really cool to see that firsthand from Coach Carroll, and it's, it's really impacted my life. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let, let's end on that note. And, and Ben, man, just to appreciate you sharing your story, love what you're doing now, and, and being able to encourage people with this book, as well as your, your speaking around the country. Uh, also read that you're a, a Young Life guy, and, and I was a former Young Life leader, and so a huge, huge fan of that ministry. And so I love it. Keep, keep up the great work. People can find you, benmalcolmson.com. The book, Walk On, From Pee Wee Dropout to the NFL Sidelines, My Unlikely Story of Football, Purpose, and Following an Amazing God. Ben, really appreciate it and wish you the best with the book. Thank you so much, Bryce. Great to talk. So what a cool story. I hope you'll check out the book. But my big takeaway is about purpose and how he was talking about being able to look back now to see how God really orchestrated so many of the details and in the middle of it, it didn't make sense. And a lot of it, just how crazy it is, it doesn't make sense. But when you start to piece all the details together and and for Ben, he realizes, okay, God used me here. He used me there. I had an impact on this person's life. If I never wrote for the newspaper, I never would have tried out for USC. If I didn't have the idea about the article, then I definitely wouldn't have talked to Pete Carroll. If I didn't make the team, I wouldn't have developed the relationship with Pete Carroll, and then he wouldn't be his assistant today with the Seattle Seahawks. And then all the people that he touched along the way, and now being able to write a book, to be on our podcast, to do other interviews, and to be able to share his story. Uh, it's just so unique. It, it really is. And and so what? how I relate to his story is, and I think you do as well, there are so many situations in life where it just doesn't make sense. And so he talked about the, sh- the shoulder injury or difficulties that are just so hard to deal with. And we don't know why we're going through it in the moment. And we're, we're like, all right, God, what are you up to? What's going on? And sometimes we'll drive ourselves nuts by trying to figure it out in the moment. But what we have to do is we just have to rest in, in God's grace and just have peace that he's working, he's moving, and, and that his purpose for us will be revealed as we seek him and as we obey him. And we just have to take it step by step. So that's, that's the, the value of our faith in Jesus and following him is we allow him to light our path when we're in a, a situation, whether it's a, a difficult one, a surprising one, a, a, a great one, there are layers being added to our life. God is is moving and working and setting this up and preparing us for something else down the line. And then we'll be able to look back and we'll be able to see how a lot of the dots connected. Some of them we won't realize until we get to heaven. And that's okay. We have to release that and find freedom in that. But a lot of those lessons and a lot of those connections and the the way that God orchestrated things will make sense to us and it will build our faith. It will reveal God's glory, his goodness, his faithfulness, and and we'll just continue to trust him in the next situation. And we're great examples for other people that are watching us because then we share our story of how God orchestrated details, showed up in in amazing ways, in the nick of time, uh, in his timing. And then we share that with others and it builds their faith. 
So, uh, so love the story. Love what he had to say. And, and I'd love to know your thoughts. Send me an email, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Bryce at unpackingit.com. And would love to hear from you. So we've got one final segment here on Unpacking It. We call it Unpack This. It's a thought about sports, faith, and life. And so we're so glad you've been a part of today's Best Of Show. And if you missed any part of it or want to catch up on any of our podcasts, go to unpackingit.com or anywhere else podcasts are found. We'll be back to wrap up the show with Unpack This. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Each week, we wrap up the show with a segment we call Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. So let's jump right in. This is the most wonderful yet craziest time of the year in sports and life. I love that the Christmas season is filled with activities and nonstop sporting events, but it seems like just as soon as one ends, another begins, and sometimes we're juggling them all at the same time. Because of this, some of the questions that fill our minds are, what do we have to do next? What game is on after this? Who's coming over tomorrow? How are we going to get there on time? These distracting questions can consume us, prevent us from embracing what we're currently doing, and stop us from living in the moment. A fun element of the Christmas season is exchanging presents, but perhaps the best gift we can give ourselves this year is a mindset of being present. When we're watching the 1 o'clock games, we need to stop thinking about the 4 o'clock games. And when we're singing Christmas carols, we must put out of our minds what movie we're going to see later on. When we get so caught up in all the possibilities the holiday season and our sports schedule have to offer, we can easily forget to enjoy the moment and the people around us. When we soak in the present, though, we are more apt to see the good in others and even pick up on the pain they may be going through so that we can be an encouragement to them. The truth is, what makes Christmas awesome is the celebration of God saving us through Jesus and the joy, hope, and peace we find when we slow down enough to soak in the meaning. This Christmas, as we get pulled in many directions and go from one thing to the next, let's try to be present by seeking God in everything. Let's truly experience his love all around us and remember this psalm. Be still and know or recognize, understand that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And so I know my schedule is busy, and so it's an encouragement to, to me as well just to enjoy the, these next few days and, and just the end of the year and, and really just soaking in all the many blessings that we've been given and, and all the great people that we get to experience this time of year with. If you have any thoughts about today's show, you can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Until next time, I'm Bryce Johnson, and I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins, and he was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA. 